Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga. It's the Chris and Joe Show. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News. Hey, happy Friday. I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Heisinga. Joe. Chris. We, had a, we were talking yesterday in the program. We, uh, we had the, the presser from the Gilbert PD, right? We were finding out about the Gilbert PD. And then yesterday we also had the story about uh, the uh, Maricopa County uh, Attorney's Office. Mm-hmm. The uh, county attorney, Rachel Mitchell, who started lobbing political. Yeah, she did like a Wednesday darts. presser, I believe. And then yeah. we got the Chief Solberg from Gilbert on Thursday. Did yeah. What seems to have been a weekly occurrence the last few weeks. So on Wednesday, she was lobbing these what I would call political lawn darts. That seems nicer than saying political bombs, doesn't it? Yeah. Let's just say lawn darts. Uh-huh. Uh, back at the, 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 the state of New York, the city of New York, the Manhattan prosecutor, basically what happens is there's a guy who they want for a murder charge in New York, if you're unfamiliar. Uh, that guy came out here and is accused of assaulting. Stabbing a couple people. Stabbing people here, right. So we've got him. So New York says, bring him back to New York. And she says, no, because you're soft on crime. In New York. In New York. Yeah. Right. And so that it kind of bothered me because the same day on Wednesday, we found out that the second of the accused Gilbert goons was not going to be charged with anything. Charges were dropped in one of their incidents. Yep. So now a second. Let me clarify. You say in one of their incidents. Yeah. We don't know that that particular goon, alleged goon, was involved in any other incidents. We just know that there were two goons whose charges charges from. At least one incident yeah, dropped. dropped. Now, what does complicate this a little bit, and this is what Joe is sort of hinting at, that maybe they're being charged in something else. We don't know because they're minors. So all we know is a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old. We, we don't know if it's the same one. We can make some good guesses who they are, and but we don't know for sure. Right. We're, okay. not, we're not sitting in a you know police room where we see their name. So I left yesterday, and it just it just burned it burned, Joe. I felt a burning. Was there fire in your belly? There's fire in my belly. Mm. And the burning, the burning turned to sadness, in all honesty. Because I saw the political lawn darts that the, the county attorney was throwing at New York and saying that New York is soft on crime. And then I saw the charges against alleged goons were being dropped. The goons that had been arrested were being dropped. Arrested means that the police department felt there was enough to prosecute. And you laid out a very solid either this or that. Right. And it was... Either the police department didn't do enough a good enough job when they arrested that those individuals of providing evidence enough to get a, to, to get a prosecution, right? One, police didn't do a good enough job. Right. Got it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or... Uh, or the prosecutor is afraid to prosecute. And I think we can rule that one out. Well, she says she's tough on crime. Right. right. So shouldn't we be able to rule out number two then? You be- would think so. Be- or is it just tough talk? Well, now you're getting to where I'm headed here. I wanted to make sure that before we said the police weren't doing their jobs and that we laid everything on their feet, I thought, does the county attorney know about potential arrests before the police make the arrest? Right? Mm-hmm. Is the attorney issuing arrest warrants before the police are making the arrest? Mm-hmm. And so I asked our, our reporter, Malin Oversoltz, who's been who talked with both the police chief on Thursday and with the county attorney on Wednesday. Yeah. 
And I said, are they in communication prior to the arrest being made? And he said that it, because this is so high profile and these are assault cases, that they are in constant communication throughout the entire process. So picture like a Law & Order episode yeah, where they are in lockstep, where they are in each other's offices, where one goes... The other certainly knows what is going on. So the left hand knows what the right hand is doing. Yes. Which would mean, Joe, that if the arrest is being made, that the county attorney's office knows the arrest is about to be made. If the county attorney's office believed that the evidence for the arrest was not significant enough to make their case in court, they would advise the police not to make that arrest, would they not? I think that is a logical line of thought, but then it begs the question. Yeah. It begs the question, if that's the case, why did those two teens get let let go? Why were they released on those charges? Jeepers, Joe, you're asking a pretty good question right there. And this is why it burned me yesterday. Because I started thinking more and more, not from my perspective as loudmouth radio guy who's trying to connect dots. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about the f- the families, the victims and the, the families of Preston Lord. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the families in this case. Because I thought not only are they fighting for justice, not only are they worried about retribution from the Gilbert goons, they're also fighting off the government goons. I trademarked that. <laughs> yeah, exp- fighting off the government goons. Because Peel that back for me. If the county attorney's office is in communication with the police department yeah, and arrests are being made, yeah, then the families are feeling like, finally, an arrest has been made in the assault on my child. But, right? but, but then the county attorney's office, who ostensibly knew, is that a, is that a $5 word? That's, no, you're fine. Okay. The county attorney. Basically knew. So the county attorney's office that we can assume knew the arrest was coming later said, no, nah, there isn't enough to press charges. Mm-hmm. Or something else happened. Yeah. Which leaves the family feeling victimized a second time. First by the goons themselves, and second by the government that's supposed to be prosecuting that let them down. And I think, to me, if I'm a mother, a father, a victim, yeah, I feel even worse by that one. Because I'm given the false hope of the arrest is made. I've already went through this once. The arrest has been made. But now I'm sitting there and I feel like... This person's not going to pay for what they allegedly did to me? Now imagine you're feeling heartbroken finding out that the person that attacked you or your family member mm-hmm. is not going to be charged. Yep. And then you have to watch the person who makes that decision go on television and concern herself with a criminal justice system in New York State while claiming she is tough on crime. It's a pretty mixed message. I couldn't help but to feel heartbroken for those families yesterday. So why are the charges? And Joe asked this. And I, I want to get into the what's the why here, Joe. This is this gives us a chance to really explore some things. Why are the charges against those goons being dropped? And you can't help but to wonder, right? Are we getting the real story? Mm-hmm. Is there something else? And Joe and I, if, if we're... Peel back the curtain here. Let me break the, the fourth wall for a moment. Joe and I have spent... I would say the better part of the morning anyway, exploring what about this? What if that? What is it that we don't know? 
Because we don't know what we don't know. Well, and you and I don't sit in the, in the police squad room, and we're not behind the scenes with the Maricopa County Attorney's Office, and we don't get to see them be in alleged lockstep communication. So we don't know a lot, but there are certainly a lot of things that we can presume. And we're going to try to presume, and then we will irresponsibly speculate. But one thing I'm going to tell you, it's really easy to come up with conspiracy theories, and I'm... I'm trying to stay away from the conspiracy theories. Yeah. But it's getting harder and harder to do. Well, and I think there are some things that you can say, well, it could be this. And then there are conspiracy theories out there. Sure. Absolutely. Right. All right. So we're starting to wonder if we're getting the real story. We'll dive into the why on that next. The Chris and Joe Show on KTAR News. Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3. And the KTAR News app. I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Heisinga. Joe, to uh, let people in if they had missed this, I'm having trouble reconciling messages from the county attorney's office and the police department of Gilbert. And when we talk about the Gilbert goons, and I'm going to bring in the Queen Creek Police Department as well. And the reason I say that is the county attorney says she's tough on crime, so much so that she's decided to lob some political lawn darts that seem to have distracted everyone else uh, talking about New York. I'm not worried about New York. I don't live in New York. I don't care about New York. I care about... Here, mm-hmm. Valley, Maricopa, Pinal, I care about these counties, right? This is it. Mm-hmm. You have a pie. A little shout out to my friends there at Gila, right? Feel it. So that's what I'm worried about. And you've got people out there who say that Rachel Mitchell is doing this, well, because she's going to be up for re-election. So she may be throwing these political lawn darts, I'm going to keep calling it that, at New York, because it's good for raising her profile, maybe raising some campaign contributions, that sort of thing. She, but she says, I'm tough on crime. Mm-hmm. We also know by the admission of both the police department and the county attorney's office, that they are in a conversation, incommunicado with one another. Lockstep, constant communication. Not just that they know what's going on, but that they are right there with each other. They're consulting each other. And as you said, the left hand knows what the right hand is doing. Which would mean that before the Gilbert police arrest someone, the county attorney's office would know that that arrest is coming and would be able to say uh, beforehand... There's enough for us to prosecute or no, there's not enough for us to prosecute. Mm-hmm. Right. One would think now again, I'm making a, an assumption yeah, here. Maybe there's a second look done after they arrest somebody and bring them in. But again, if you're in lockstep, you would this think is... that the Maricopa County Attorney's Office sits there and goes, OK, let's let's let me have a look at the tape. What are you seeing? OK, you're going to arrest this person based on this. Good. Got it. The Gilbert Goon stuff is the most high-profile criminal activity in the Valley in five or ten years, at the very least, right? I mean, we're talking potential street gang. We've got multitude of assaults. We have children involved. All sorts of things happening right Mm -hmm. now. Okay. So the the Gilbert police, a lot of things have looked clumsy all along the way anyway, right? Sure. The last thing they want to do is make an arrest that's not going to be charged. Because that just, again, makes us wonder... Who are they arresting? Do they even know what they're doing? Yeah, what, are you, what are you doing here? So I might say Gilbert police don't know what they're doing, and except that I know that the attorney's office was in consultation with them, right? So unless I hear one of the Gilbert police saying, oh, no, we did that on our own, I have every reason to believe that everybody knew what, what was up. Yeah, and you won't hear the cops say that because... They want to arrest somebody and get a conviction. It doesn't look good for them if somebody gets released, too. So when the county attorney who says that she's tough on crime starts dropping charges in the highest profile criminal activity in the Valley in the last five to ten years, what am I to think? 
How tough on crime is she? And I wonder why is she dropping charges? But she's got to be tough on crime. She just told us she was tough on crime and she doesn't want to let somebody go back to New York State. Sometimes I think that the problem with smart people is that they assume others are not smart. Mm. I worked with a guy one time that he always thought he was the smartest guy in the room. And in many cases, he was. That is a big character flaw, though. It is a huge character flaw because he fell into the trap of believing he could never be wrong because he was so smart. <laughs> and he also fell into the trap of thinking that no one would ever question him because they weren't smart enough to do so. And I'm feeling that, too. They, in this case, I feel like Rachel Mitchell believes that we can't see what she's doing when she decides she's going to open up this little political foray with, with the state of New York over uh, who has jurisdiction over charging an alleged murderer first. And again, I don't care about New York. That's, I don't worry about that. Mitchell's been drawn in by these politicians, and she's done this for a few years, right? She's been drawn in, and as good as she is as an attorney, and she's very good, she's not that great as a politician. And people are going to argue that she's masterfully playing this game of politics, and she's she's attacked the, the DA in New York, Alvin Bragg, and he's a Trump foe. And so, uh, so she's attacking the same people that her primary challengers would be attacking. And look what she's doing. She's so smart. Except you are, you are smart enough. You are smart enough not to be distracted by this interstate nonsense that has nothing to do with our safety. You're smart enough not to worry about the minutia of who has first crack at putting somebody behind bars. If the county attorney is going to say that they're tough on crime, they need to put up or shut up. So why are charges being dropped? Or let me raise this other point, Joe, because this one is really bothering me right now. Mm-hmm. Queen Creek police had their very first homicide case. It was Preston Lord, mm-hmm. right? That happened at the end of October last year. December 28th, the Queen Creek Police referred seven individuals, a mix of adults and teenagers, to the Maricopa County Attorney's Office. Okay? It was pretty quick. December, it was... Two, two months? Two months is pretty quick for an investigation. And, a murder investigation is very quick. And they were saying, listen, we, we had an idea of what was going on, and the more evidence we found, the more it backed that up. I mean, they go, listen, we got this. We did it. We are almost two months from that moment. Of the county attorney's office just reviewing things. Continuing to dot I's, cross T's, and check into it? It took less time to write the I's and T's than what it's, cost, than, than what it's taking to dot the I's and cross the T's. Now, I understand. I'm not saying rush through. And at some point, there's going to be charges, I assume. But why is that taking so long from the attorney who says she's tough on crime and murderers will not get away with it in my county? We have seven people that the police believe are responsible for beating a child to death. Seven people who, to the best of our knowledge, are still walking the streets because the county attorney who says she's tough on crime hasn't gotten around to arresting them yet. Could we argue that she's just trying to be really thorough and that there's sure, a, there's that a higher bar for a murder investigation than for what most of we see with the Gilbert Goons is sure. assault, theft, things like that? Absolutely. Yeah, you so, can make that So argument. could we make, could, could that be of course. what the reason is? then shut your mouth when it comes to saying you're tough on crime and others are not. But that might be good for her political 
It's funny you make motivation. mention of the political motivation, Joe, because many of us are wondering why charges against these two juveniles who were arrested by the Gilbert Police Department in separate incidences, incidents, I, again, not the Preston Lord murder uh, investigation, but other Gilbert Goons investestigations. Mm-hmm. Why are we dropping charges? And I, we really the, the simple try to think one, why this might be. The simple one is to sit there and go, again, if it's, a, if it's an either or, either the MCAO isn't tough on crime or cops didn't do a good enough job, yep. it's, it's the second option there. The cops didn't do a good enough job is, is the simple one, but then you come back to the fact well, that they're they were in concert with each, with each other. Correct. So then you would say it has to be something else. All right, so I had I, I was asking people about this, intelligent people, because I like to think of myself as smart enough to know my own limitations, which I think Mitchell does not. Now, could they have overlooked something? Is it possible that they're cutting a deal that we don't know about? Is it possible they're talking to these juveniles and they're saying, listen, your That's- whole life is going to be ruined if we charge you with assault. Why don't you tell us who else was involved? That's right? possible. But We've w- seen that law and order lots of times. But wouldn't you tell the cops before you do that so that you don't have to arrest them and release them? Jeep. That there's some sort of deal? You would think, Joe, you would think. You wouldn't think you cut a deal with somebody after you arrest them and then you just let them go because that doesn't look very good for the cops not or on- for you. Not only that, but you would also think that... If you were going to arrest somebody for assault and you were going to lessen that charge because they were cooperating, if you're someone who is claiming nationally to be tough on crime, that you wouldn't just offer blanket immunity. And I would also think to take that a step further Mm -hmm. so that some of these victims and their parents who we've heard from after one of those uh, under uh, not uh, what juveniles juveniles was released the other day. Uh, one of the parents came forward and said that they were PO'd and yeah. they were ticked off. Yeah. And I would say that didn't seem like acting to me. And that seemed like genuine parental rage Absolutely. because of what he'd been through. And more importantly, his child had been through. So there is no way that that parent is sitting there and acting and that they've convinced him. Oh, but by the way, we cut a deal. So we're really going to get all of these. There is no, no. So way. either they didn't tell him yep. or he didn't know. It just keeps, there's more places to go with this. And I'm curious as to, as you're listening to Joe and I talk about this, are you feeling like the county attorney is tough on crime? Is there something else going on? Are you, can you think of another reason that maybe charges aren't being filed or charges are being dropped? Maybe why charges are taking so long to be filed in the, in the uh, Preston Lord murder case? What's going on in your mind? 602-277-KTAR. 602-277-KTAR. We'll get your thoughts on that in just a few moments. And trying to pin the tail on the goon. We'll tell you who we pretty sure gets to wear that tail next. It's the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. I'm Chris Merrill. He is Joe Heisinga. It's Chris and Joe Show. You'll find us on the Facebook, uh, Chris and Joe KTAR. Twitter, Chris and Joe, KTAR, and uh, on the gram at the Chris and Joe Show. Uh, Joe, we were just discussing that the county attorney has dropped a couple of charges against alleged Gilbert goons, uh, while at the same time saying she's tougher on crime than they are in New York. And that's created a little bit of a brouhaha, and I'm sure it's going to raise some funds uh, for a a campaign coming up here. I'm confused as to why it is that the Gilbert police would arrest somebody and then the charges that needs to be gathered 
the police could be right to say, look, we have probable cause to, to believe that this person's there. And the prosecutor could also be right to say, look, we can't bring charges now. We need more information to be gathered in order to make sure we get that conviction because the standards are very different. Again, if they are in constant communication, how could that happen? Well, what can happen is after charges are submitted or after someone is arrested, there is disclosure deadlines. So you could get a situation where the police actually, I'd argue, almost do their job better than anybody thinks. Uh-huh. If you have hundreds of hours of video or leads that need to be tracked down, yeah. you already had probable cause established. But now we're saying, look, prosecutors are going, I need this information for trial. The key thing to look at here is where the charges dismissed with prejudice or without prejudice. Okay. Because that'll tell you if it's without prejudice, that means, hey, look, if we get more evidence developed, the charges may come down later on. Steve, is it safe then for me to assume that if everyone is following the law correctly, that the, the county attorney's office is not in constant communication with the police department throughout the investigation? No, they are in constant communication after hmm. charges are submitted. So well, that would be not throughout the investigation then, Steve, because throughout would mean throughout, right? Not we're in constant communication after charges are submitted. Well, I would hope that the county attorney is not trying to direct investigations because that would be illegal and unethical. And I think throughout historically meant, just like you see on TV, if we're bringing a case to trial and we need more evidence, you want them to be constantly communicating throughout that process. That's how I take that. Very good. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate the clarification on that, my friend. Um, so what, what you're so saying all is, I have to do is learn lawyer speak mm-hmm. to know that throughout does not mean throughout and that constant communication does not mean constant communication. It and starts as, at a certain point after they've already established probable cause. As soon as my understanding of English is shifted away from English to non-English, but lawyer speak, then everything's clear as mud. So essentially, yeah. if you were a prosecutor and the police, uh-huh. You could sit there and say we are in constant communication at the point that we are legally allowed to be. But as John Q. Public understands it, that's really not constant communication. There are a few steps that happen before we're in constant communication. Otherwise, what we're doing would be illegal. Is that correct? It sounds like it. But Steve also said that the prosecutors could not direct an investigation. And you you pointed out you understand why that is the case. But does that mean that they couldn't know about the investigation? I don't know. Is constant communication meaning that we're keeping the, the, the county attorney's office abreast of the investigation that's going on? Hmm. Hey, listen, I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm doing. Like, for instance, I would, I would, I would never try to connect dots, right? I would never say, hey, look. These kids are from wealthy families, is what we're hearing from a number of different reports. They're from wealthy East Valley families. And the county attorney may be running for re-election, and campaigns cost money. Is running for re-election. I'm not saying those two things are in any way, shape, or form related. I would not say that on the radio. Mm -hmm. But they are dots on the board. I'm not connecting them. I'm just saying there are dots on the board. Fair? There. I'm just pointing at dots, Joe. That's all I'm doing. You're not even. Not even pointing at dots. They're just two dots on just the board. Just a couple of dots on the board. Just a couple of stars in the sky. You're the one that has to draw the constellation, Joe. Mm-hmm. A couple of stars in the sky. 
I did want to make mention briefly, we had a question yesterday about a 17-year-old juvenile female that was arrested, and we were wondering, is she a goon, is she not a goon? And Joe did a little bit of uh, deductive reasoning and found out that as another story broke today, that uh, the only, am I correct, Joe, the only person who has said that they were a goon? Is that right? Yeah, so 20-year-old Jacob Pennington, who we found out the other day was arrested for a third time. Yeah. He is, to my knowledge... The only one. So Pennington allegedly said in a post-arrest interview that he was associated with the Gilbert Goons, and that was the first connection announced by police between the Gilbert Goons and the violent attack. And the 17-year-old female that was arrested was arrested as part of the same crime that he was just arrested in. Is that correct? The most recent one, correct. All right. So she's associating with him. He claims he's associated with the goons. We're going to say if A equals B and B equals C, then by the power invested use, in my transitive properties. I'm going to use some deductive reasoning and say she either is a goon or certainly is also associated with the goons. Goon adjacent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, in lawyer speak, that means, I don't know. I don't know. I have any idea. And look, it's super easy for you and I to pass judgment on the goons, the Gilbert PD, elected officials, the county attorney. But I kind of wonder how the high school kids feel about it. We'll talk about that next. It's Chris Merrill, uh, Joe Heisinga, the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga, Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. The... uh, the connection between the attorney's office and the Gilbert PD is safe to say confusing, Joe. A little bit. Kind of wondering what exactly is going on because I'm I'm left confused as charges get dropped. Why were they arrested in the first place? And they say, well, it's, we've been in constant communication. We had an attorney call and say, well, constant communication doesn't mean constant communication. Constant oh. communication only means constant communication after probable cause has been established and after a couple other things have been accomplished. Then they're in constant communication. But you don't have to arrest somebody. You can turn in a long form. Well, that sounds like paperwork. Yeah. Why would we want to get this right when there's so much paperwork involved? There is a lot of paperwork. Uh, involved. We don't even do. and, Let's just drop some charges. And you and I both will admit, hey, police work, attorneys work. Not easy jobs. Not easy at all. But that said, this is very high profile. Yeah, we're in the communication business. Hey, simplify this for us and make it clear, and then we will understand what you are saying. This is such a high profile case. It is so complicated, and yet the county attorney is taking time to tell us that New York City is soft on crime. Is that a good use of time? You have so much going on in these other cases Do you have the time to throw little political lawn darts at people to pick a fight with Alvin Bragg, the DA in New York? Is that a good use of time? It is an election year. Evidently, she thinks it is. Always makes me wonder when it comes to the prosecution of the charges drop because, well, it's like the boss would say, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's just going to be too tough to get this conviction against them. And they have money, and they brought in good lawyers. It's just going to be... Look, if we were going up against a public defender who had uh, 30 other clients, that'd be one thing. But if we have to go against someone whose only focus is defeating, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. So let's just let this person back on the street that's accused of violent assault. That's fine. Meanwhile, we're concerned with how New York prosecutes murder cases... When we have a murder case that's not being prosecuted, 
in Maricopa County? Because we've got the guy in custody for a couple stabbings out here. The guy from New York. Correct. We have seven people the police believe uh, are responsible for the murder here. No charges. Okay. Tough on crime. Let's do tough on crime. County attorney. Tough on crime. Oh, I did see this, and I'm not a big fan of vigilantism, Joe. That, that's that's good, Chris. I'm I'm glad you're not a big fan of vigilantism. No, listen. I think there's a. I think listen. I can use my loud mouth and say some things, right? But I'm not going to tell people go do something violent against someone, right? I might tell people, listen, hold your account, your elected officials accountable. I'm not even telling you how to vote. I'm just saying, hold people accountable. I'm glad. Right? Don't three, let them get away with crime. Three weeks in, I've learned I do not have to worry about Chris uh, no. advocating for vigilantes. No. But when people go online and they say, hey, listen, those Gilbert goons are a problem and we think they live here, mm. right? That's a problem. Especially if they don't live there. And that's what happened. And now the Gilbert PD, they have enough on their plate as we just laid out, right? Mm-hmm. They've got uh, people they've arrested for, for being goonies who are, the charges are being dropped, which means they have to keep an eye on these people because who knows? It might be assaulting others. And the, and the county attorney who's tough on crime isn't prosecuting. But now their their jobs are further complicated by the fact that they've got people out there saying, hey, we think some some goons and, and their parents live here. Yeah. Only it turns out they, they didn't. So now there's actually been a couple of arrests for doxing. Doxing means you're putting out someone's personal information, like their address, in public, Joe. And in this case, it wasn't, wasn't even accurate. I understand. It wasn't accurate, right. I understand the... The concept of harassment, online harassment, cyberbullying, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I never really understood doxing. Because doxing is when you tell someone where someone else lives online. Like, doesn't that mean that the white pages are guilty of doxing? If I subscribe to Ben Verified, you, isn't it doxing? I think you publicly, there's something you disclose that allows you to appear in the white pages. That makes the white pages a, a legal doxer of sorts. Yeah. But I can pay for a credit report on somebody. Isn't that doxing? Or I can pay for a private investigator to go look you up. That'd be doxing, wouldn't it? I guess it depends how they do it. I'm always just confused by that word, doxing. Yeah. I don't advocate cyberbullying, cyber harassment, any of that stuff that crosses the line. Just the mere notion of being able to find somebody's address strikes me as not criminal in and of itself. Uh you want to grab one here? Mm-hmm. Let's grab uh, Ray is in Gilbert. Ray, we're frustrated. I assume you're frustrated. You're you're in Gilbert. You're, you're witnessing everything going on. Yeah, I had a similar case happen with my son about four years ago in 2020, and he was assaulted while working. He was a he was a juvenile. He's an adult now. Yeah. And um, the charges, the detectives in Gilbert did their due diligence. They had video footage, they had everything they needed, right? They sent it to the prosecuting attorney. And at the time, I think the attorney was um, had gotten in trouble or there there was a big uh, issue with them. Well, I think they waived, like, I don't know, it was like a year of pr- charges never got filed or something back in that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah very close yeah, to that time. Yeah, and uh, we were dumbfounded because they dropped the charges. Nothing ever came oh, you're through. Kidding. Nothing was, ever. Was there even an arrest? There was an arrest. There was an arrest okay. because of the, uh, the the magnitude of the case. Yeah. And uh, it was, a, you know, the detectives even told me, they were like, man, we've got all the information. They even had the person admitting, you know, that they had issues in the past. Oh, and, my uh, gosh. Nothing, ever, and nothing they ever transpired. Ray, it's killing me, bud. But the 
County attorney says that they're tough on crime. She's tough on crime. She's so tough. All right, I'm worked up in the first hour. Joe's blood is about to boil because APS got what they wanted, which means you power users probably didn't get what you wanted. That is next. KTAR News.